This is Farfetched Threads, our people podcast, where you can hear the real stories about life as a farfetcher. Hello, and welcome to Farfetch Threads, our people podcast. Uh, I'm Artin Katsidia. I'm a senior commercial manager at Farfetch. And today I'll be talking to Donnie Holmes on the topic of fostering an inclusive culture in the workplace. Donnie, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself and about your role at, uh, at Farfetch? Absolutely, yeah. So I work in our customer service department. So pretty much any time you're calling in having, you know, you want assistance with placing orders or anyone has questions or returns or anything like that, I am one of the many voices that you get to hear from. <laughs> um, and I'm also part of our Black Employee Network um, here at Farfetch, which is just other Black employees across Farfetch, just, you know, kind of steamboating and trying to promote more diversity and inclusion uh, within the company. And then I'm also part of our Far Out Club here. Uh, so pretty much uh, that's all just LGBT, you know, uh, far fetchers around the company and just trying to also pushing diversity and inclusion. And yeah, it's just a good time. So happy to be here. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to have you here. I'm actually really excited to, to be talking to you today just because I work in a different area of the business to to you. Sort of, I tend to handle our B2B relationships as part of our Farfish Platform Solutions Unit. Um, and obviously, I sit in London and you're in LA. Um, yeah. I'm also part of Far Out, which is sort of our, as, as you mentioned, our LGBT resource group and was actually one of the founding members of, uh, of, uh, of the group back when we organized Farfish's participation for the first time ever at London Pride in 2019, wow. which is fantastic. And then sort of since then became this more uh, global community. And I'm really excited to sort of have you today as sort of a representative of both Far Out and the Black Employee Network, but also sort of sitting in, um, in LA. So thank you for being here. Um, and just if we delve into the topic of, of why we're here today, so discuss diversity and inclusion, I was keen to, to get your thoughts on sort of this idea of given the advance of LGBT rights uh, sort of across the world that the battle has been won. Um, and I uh, just want, was keen to hear your thoughts around sort of whether you agree with that statement and if there's, if there's any observations that you have on uh, on that premise. Yeah. So, I mean, personally, I think that to claim like a, a victory that it's been won, I don't think that it's, I feel like the work is never truly done, um, but we're just starting to like really scratch the surface. Even right now, like in 2020, it's, we're starting to learn more about like how to address people and like with pronouns and um, just being more aware of like the wide spectrum of, you know, when it comes to, you know, gay rights and um, and things like that. And so I definitely feel like it's, it's not necessarily a, um, something that we can call like a victory just yet but i i definitely think that we're making strides in the right direction um which is you know we all have to start from somewhere so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, listen i i think i fully agree with that and also like another thing that i would add at least from my perspective is sort of how much of this idea of LGBT rights is contextual and sort of dependent on the specific circumstances that you are facing in the location where you are um sort of think of just about Farfetch as a company sort of we're trying to be the global platform for luxury we are a global company we have customers in 190 countries and we have employees and sort of like I think it's 13 or 14 offices now and sort of these encompass jurisdictions as diverse as sort of UK the US Russia 
uh, um, Portugal, China, Hong Kong, and sort of understanding the local aspects and I guess the struggles that LGBT people face in these different um, in these different jurisdictions necessarily means that the experience of a of a gay or or, or a lesbian person in each of these uh, countries is different. So as such, it's difficult to have an absolute statement of the battle has been won when um, sort of the experiences faced all around the world are so different. And we know that in a lot of of countries, um, sort of the battle has not been won. It's it's very far from being won actually. Um, and I guess sort of connected to that, uh, I was at sort of, at, at, and especially sort of having you here as, as a member of both the Black Employee Network and Far Out, I was keen to get your thoughts in terms of how do you see there, that, that there being any parallels uh, between the statements sort of that LGBT rights have been won and also the statement that like all lives matter in the context of the of the of the BLM movement um, that has obviously been been going on this year. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely think that there are like parallels and, you know, with me being part of both like groups that would be considered minorities, I think that it's it's definitely something that we all need to kind of just we're all just learning from one another and needing to just, um, you know, be more open to hearing other people's experiences um me i mean i i mean i'm in los angeles now but i grew up in um in kentucky which is considered more of like a, a southern state and um even who i am like today i i definitely don't think that i would have evolved into who i am had like the time had not also you know when geographics coming into play but also just um in general just in today's times i feel like we're all just learning more we're more aware and being more open and susceptive to hearing um other people's struggles and going through and trying to empathize and sympathize with that and then also just trying to improve on that all on all spectrums so um personally you know i i definitely think especially with with Black Lives Matter um, and that movement really becoming such like a, a, a huge like topic. Uh, I mean, I definitely remember being in high school and um, it just being like a hashtag and I didn't really know much about it at the time. And then, you know, here I am, you know, I'm 25 and I'm living it. You know, I'm just, I, I definitely see the world in such different different eyes and, and those rose gold or rose colored goggles are not on anymore. So I definitely like see the world for what it is. Um, and definitely, you know, I, I'm here to kind of like fight and, you know, to try to, you know, get us all on one accord and, you know, and just trying to include all of us and and try to help us all build up and be a better foundation because, you know, the world just need, needs more love and more understanding from each other's standpoints in order for all of us to grow together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked something that you said sort of in your response around sort of this idea of empathy and sort of understanding what, um, what sort of the person that is next to you is going through. And, um, obviously sort of at least from my perspective it's difficult to be in a position where you can truly understand the struggle of a black person regardless of whatever discrimination i may have faced as as as, as a white person and sort of it's about empathizing with the person that you are that you are trying to understand but also educating yourself in terms of um sort of what struggles they are going through as sort of how the world is different for them um and uh, and i guess sort of what um what slights they face and and the way that they that they need to live their lives 
Um, and I think it's really important to have those those conversations. And sort of, I'm very pleased with the fact that sort of Black Lives Matter has um, gained, I guess, such momentum this year, and sort of the it has brought this idea of diversity and and inclusion as being core, really, to the foundation of of an organization, and sort of how people interact with one another and um, and are aware of the uh, of of the issues that others face, and sort of, I guess. In that context, what do you think makes for an inclusive organization? How do you build out um, a sort of a company that uh, that that actually caters to uh, to the, its employees, whether they may be white, black, lesbian, gay, transgender, disabled, or or sort of any other minorities that you may think of? I I definitely think that when it comes to inclusion. Um... And whether that is in like a professional setting or just in like a workplace in general, I think that it's important to have, you know, representation on all levels. Um, it should start from like even an executive level and finding its way down to where you have, it's not just, you know, a cookie cuttered sort of like ideal of a person um, who is in these positions. Um, and not only does it, you know, it helps someone like myself, you know, who can see someone be like, oh, like that is obtainable. Like that's something that I could also do too. Um, it's not someone you have to always be like the first. And it's crazy because I feel like even in today's times, and I mean, even right now, um, just kind of like getting to the election here in, the, in America, where, you know, we have the first like black woman who was voted as, you know, it's the vice president, like, you know, candidacy, which I think is absolutely amazing. Like that, that that's crazy. But at, at the same time, it's amazing and it's wonderful, but it's, it's taken this long to get there. And I just think that it's, you know, it's just so important for, you know, us to have that representation um, on all levels. And whether that is someone, you know, having like, uh, whether that's someone who's gay or they're black or, you know, they are um, transgender or they're a woman. Um, I just think that it's just really important to have, you know, representation on all levels um, in order to, you know, sh spread the wealth, share the knowledge, because you can't truly understand what someone else, you know, needs or, you know, or what they're expecting if, if they're not if you're just guessing and they're not in the same room as you. So it's just really important to have those conversations um, and having that representation in the room in order to, you know, to kind of learn from each other and also we can all grow together. And that's kind of like the whole premise of that. You know, we're one yeah. race, we're all humans here. So <laughs> yeah, definitely I fully <laughs> agree with that. I think like, yeah, I think representation is so important and sort of just being able to sort of allow people to have role models that look like them, that that speak like them, that, that that act like them in positions of responsibility allows for, I guess, sort of people that may not necessarily have reached that level to think, oh, this is achievable for me, rather than for them to think, oh, this is something that is just completely out of my reach. Um, and I guess sort of in, in that same vein, sort of how do you think sort of you can drive inclusion beyond just sort of something performative or sort of just your standards, just gender, race, or sexual orientation, um, sort of type subgroups, if you will, um, but enable everyone to bring to bring their true selves to uh, to work and feel comfortable in their own skin when they're part of uh, of a truly inclusive and diverse organization. 
Yeah, so I I definitely think that people should be celebrated and in their differences and being able to bring their true selves. Um, I mean, speaking from experience as someone who kind of is more gender fluid and I kind of like, I guess you more so identify with being non-binary, uh, my pronouns are he and they, that it's, you know, I've never worked, had been in a workspace where I could come in to work, you know, and have you know, be able to wear full face and makeup if I want to, or wear heels to work or, you know, like all these things like here, like at Barfetch, it's all celebrated to just be yourself and express yourself. Um, and, and having this kind of culture is something that, you know, I value. And I think that other companies could also value from and also should, can learn and grow from um, because it, it people don't have to hide or shield them, you know, shield themselves or their true selves um, in order to like fit into like this mold or, you know, into this like corporate setting. Um, I think that it's not just black and white. It, it's definitely, there's some, there's some color in there. There's some, you know, it's, it, there's, there's a lot more than, you know, what's just yeah. on the surface. And I think that it's important to just, you know, celebrate that and, and encourage people to, to also do the same thing. So. Yeah, hundred percent. It's funny that you mentioned that you mentioned, I guess, sort of the ability to dress or sort of look however you want. Because I think, at least for me, that was the I, I guess the first thing that really left an impression when when I joined Farfetch. So I my career started in finance, and sort of prior to Farfetch, I had always worked in finance, and I would be wearing sort of a suit and tie to work every day. And then I remember on my first day at Farfetch, uh, one of my colleagues who was also a member of Far Out and is probably listening to this. So hi, Martin. Uh, he was <laughs> in the office uh, wearing like a pink pussy bow blouse and sort of like these structured tailored shorts and uh, these like. Like silver metallic brogues and I was like first of all oh, you look amazing secondly I was like <laughs> this would never have flown in finance I mean I was like well we had casual Fridays but that just meant you would wear like a like a pair of chinos and a white shirt rather than a suit so it was just a very different interpretation of sort of bringing your true self to work and sort of for me I guess when when I saw that I was like oh, okay like I can actually sort of be myself in the workplace rather than sort of what I think I should be in the workplace based on sort of previous, I guess, preconceptions that you may have on on, on, on what a workplace should be or what a work or or how to behave in, in the workplace. I think for me also like another another really great thing, especially about the about Farfetch, but also more generally, is sort of the ability to create these people communities that um, sort of allow people who may be different or who may feel different in one way or another to see that there are others like them within the organization and sort of far out is one example where sort of it started off by us organizing pride in london in 2019 and that sort of snowballed into sort of the creation of this global community that as you know sort of has chapters in the us and in portugal uh but also what i found really really um amazing about another i'm very that I'm very proud of Farfetch for um, sort of supporting this initiative is the fact that after Far Out, sort of the Black Employee Network was set up, the Women in Business Network was set up, the People with Disabilities Network was set up, and Farfetch actively supports these groups. And for me, the fact that you've got so many groups now, including sort of Working Parents and the Latino Network and so on, just showcases that whoever you are, 
you can choose to be part of this group if you want to, or you can just choose to be part of Farfetch. However, if you do want to start a group or sort of if you do feel that it would you would benefit from the support of what an employee resource group can um, uh, can, can provide to you, Farfetch is there to, to, to provide that support. And I think that's so important to know that sort of your employer is there and actively encouraging you to to bring your true self to to work and actively celebrate that yeah and also to kind of like touch on that too i think that it's i mean farfetch has done a really great job like you said of you know supporting that and um you know it's all again like just celebrating those differences and you know we're not all just you know it's about farfetch it's like there whenever i try to explain like farfetch to other people it's not just like a just like a corporate job like it's a it's a culture it's a it's a it's a family it's a it's a huge place for just supporting one another in these differences and, and encouraging to just be yourself um there's a niche there's you know there's someone else who's like you um around the office in the company um someone who thinks like you um someone who maybe you know who's gone through maybe similar experiences but also at the bottom line all those experiences have gotten you here to farfetch and um, to a place where you can be yourself and where that is celebrated and i think that that is just it's important and it's beautiful and i've i've never worked at a place like this before um which is why you know i, I love it so much so <laughs> great great and i do too um listen i think shifting focus a bit uh i guess sort of say as as we've sort of said we're very lucky to work for a company that is so, so diverse and inclusive but i guess more broadly speaking sort of you've got people that sort of see themselves as part of a minority and sort of you've got these support groups but then you've also got the rest of of the organization that sort of are allies to 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 to, to the to, to to employees within the company and sort of what does it mean to be an ally for you like how do you become an ally what is what does an ally stand for really in this case yeah so i definitely feel like allyship is more than just performative um i definitely think that it just really starts with having these conversations and you know showing support and sticking up for people when no one else is around um i think that it shows a lot about who you are as a person um when it comes to you know being a true ally and i definitely think that when when you are someone who is in true allyship you know with a, a group of minorities whether that is you know part of like this Black Lives Matter movement, or you're someone who is an advocate for, you know, LGBT rights and and things like that. I, I definitely think that it's important to, you know, stand up for those rights when those people aren't around. Um, I feel like we get so, everyone's afraid to be uncomfortable. And these conversations are not meant to be technically comfortable um but like in the if you put yourself in the, in the shoes of a minority such as myself you know i i feel like i've been uncomfortable a lot of the times in most of my life um whether that is you know me being pulled over for you know a um like a a taillight being out and like actually being afraid or you know maybe you know i'm out at like a bar or something with some friends and you know someone might like start shouting like slurs and things like that and, and at that time you know at that point in time maybe i am like afraid for my life because i am i am a double minority so i just think that it's it's most important you know as an ally to have these conversations you know it's okay to be 
uncomfortable. You know, true growth doesn't happen when you're constantly comfortable all the time. So in order for us to kind of like grow together and to learn from one another, I think that it is it's important to, like I said, just to, you know, stand up for what's right and just kind of have those conversations openly, um, no matter how uncomfortable they may be. Yeah, I think that's so important. Thank you for sharing that. And sort of, I think it really highlights sort of a point around how sort of what what one minority perceives to be sort of a slight against them may be completely different to what another minority may be facing. And sort of is this idea of sort of reaching across the aisle and trying to understand what the other person is is facing or sort of what they are feeling. And at least from my perspective, it's also about sort of education and really understanding the the cultural, historical, and social context through which discrimination is perceived and is received um, by uh, by other minorities that I may not be a part of. Um, and I guess I was one thing that sort of I was I was keen to to get your thoughts on is sort of to what extent do you think this idea that sort of the allies must educate themselves uh, sort of does the responsibility need to stay stay with the ally or is the responsibility with the the people of, of uh, that, that are part of a minority to educate them or is it a bit of both like how, how do you see that um, I definitely think it's it, it's a bit of both now I feel like there are always these like spectrums of you know of people where it's like okay well don't ask me about you know how to be an ally to like black rights or like what how discrimination was rooted um but i mean me personally i i'm okay with that like i can always you know share my experiences and i'm always happy to do that uh but definitely i mean there are resources all over the place for all of us to kind of educate ourselves as to where you know this discrimination was rooted um and how we can kind of like overcome that um you know there are books that you can read there's you know we have computers in our pockets now like it's you know there are a lot of things that you know there are podcasts there are a lot of things that um are a lot of resources that you can like you know learn from um and then also just kind of like take a step back and be like okay well how am i aiding in this how am i not aiding in this how can i be more of an ally how can i help to to you know to be a force of change um in order to make this a better place for not just for myself um but also for those around me you know my brothers and sisters who are also living in this world with me um because we're all we're all family here yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i agree i think uh sort of it's important to avail of the resources that we have at our disposal, but also I think sort of reaching, as I said, sort of reaching across the aisle really helps to bring that personal element to it, or sort of if you see somebody that you know and sort of get to understand the discrimination they're facing, it suddenly becomes so much more real, and you're able to be that much better of an ally if you know that the per- a person that you are close to is actually going through through through, through discrimination. Yeah. Listen, don't Thank you so much for a great conversation today. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Um, oh, likewise, yes. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's, it's Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure. Um, and thank you to everyone who's been listening to this episode of Farfetch Threads. Stay tuned and see you next time. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure you never miss an episode of Farfetch Threads by subscribing to our Spotify and Farfetch People YouTube channel. If you're ready to do what's never been done, visit farfetchcareers.com.